0: You're listening to the Father Lead podcast. he will bring the f back, He'll bring the back things, sir. with Timothy Martin and Connor Bunn. Maybe my favorite quote of all time right there. Man, Richard Petty's final race, and he goes out in a blaze of glory and then gives fans maybe the best quote of all time. Gotta love it. Get that fire extinguisher. Oh, hey, by the way, um, welcome to the first ever podcast for the lead. I am Timothy Martin here with Connor Bunn. And we are so happy that you are joining us for the first ever podcast of what will be many that we hope. A reminder to follow us on Twitter at FatherLead, and you can also email us at FatherLead at gmail.com. Connor, thanks for being here. Welcome. Hey, absolutely. It's fun to get the podcast started. It was an
1: idea we dabbled around with for a few weeks. Actually, I kind of dabbled around with it. You dabbled around with it, it and then... um, brought it to me so yeah uh... I I
0: drew I had a whole bunch of people that I wanted to do this with and drew names out of a hat and and I guess uh, I got stuck with this guy I guess so just a little bit about us kind of how we got started uh, as NASCAR fans I guess for me you know I always grew up as a NASCAR fan I remember my mom would take me to the track It was always really my mom and I remember like uh, back in like 1989 Martinsville that was like my first race I remember falling asleep on the concrete grandstands. Um, So I slept through half of my race, but then uh, Martinsville, obviously we're, we're based in Roanoke, Virginia. So Martinsville was always the track that we went to the most. And you know, one of the things that my mom, because she was a NASCAR nut, she was a huge Davy Allison fan, and and I kind of like Davy Allison too, but he passed away before I really remember a lot about a lot about NASCAR. But I followed up with uh, Ernie, being an Ernie Irvin fan in the twenty eight car, and then ultimately a Dale Jarrett fan. Um, but I remember sneaking into the pits uh, when I was like, you know, eight, nine, ten years old. I mean, I've showed you the pictures that I have with like right. every driver back then. Yeah, and then one of my fondest memories um, was like being back when Martinsville was like. Uh, You know, it had the grass infield in the corners. They put me up in a truck. uh, You know, there's just some truck there. And my mom was like, go stand in the truck to watch qualifying. So I stood there, and Robin Pemberton came. He was Rusty Wallace's crew chief at the time on the number two car. Came, stood in the truck with me, in the bed of the truck, and timed Rusty doing qualifying. And they got a picture of that. And that's like uh, one of the the greatest moments I'll never forget for Martinsville Speedway. But obviously, huge fan along the way. What about you? How'd you get started?
1: Yeah, um, much like you, I got my start Martinsville uh first race which is cool because you know as young NASCAR fans we shared a lot of a lot of the same memories me i started being a fan around 11 years ago now i guess going on 12 and you know usually people who become NASCAR fans kind of inherit it from their parents uh their their parents are usually fans and then they they kind of grow in the sport cuz that that was kind of the opposite for me no one really in my family followed the sport um like i did and i just started watching it in 7 and kind of became slowly became a bigger fan and got surprised going to the Spring Martinsville race in 2007 where uh, at the time my favorite driver was Jeff Gordon so Gordon was everything to me. I remember going to that race in a Jeff Gordon Halloween costume fire <laughs> suit uh, <laughs> sitting in turn two and I at the time I really didn't know what was going on because uh, I had only watched races on TV so uh, being there in person it was it was a lot different it was loud. Uh, it was just almost like a culture shock if, if you've if you never been to a NASCAR race. And I'll never forget it. The last few laps of that race, winding down, watching Jeff try to catch Jimmy and ultimately get to him. They finished side by side, come to the finish. Jimmy snipped him out. But, you know, being there as my first race, it was like, whoa. And I'd say ever since then, I fell more in love with the sport and um, have been to many races since then. And every year I seem to become more attached to the sport. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got my start. In NASCAR, oh, and uh, Martinsville 07 fall race, my grandfather and I went down there, and we slept in the back of the truck in the Sheets parking lot the night before the race. Went to the race, watched the race. It was a good race, uh, a lot of cautions. But after the race, one of my fondest memories was standing over behind, I guess it's turn two or turn one or turn two. Uh,
0: yeah, what about uh, turn turn one and two
1: there? Yeah, yeah, turn one and two where the helicopter pad is, and seeing all those drivers come through and signing autographs getting on their helicopter well jeff gordon came through didn't really care to sign anything of mine or really anybody's and kind of made his way to his helicopter uh, a few other drivers came through but the coolest one was denny hamlin denny hamlin walked through signed almost every autograph there was and my grandpa asked if he would, if he would take a picture with me so my grandpa Placed me up on the fence, and Denny Hamlin held me up there, and we took a picture together. And I actually still have that picture today. God, um,
0: what what an emotional! I'm getting emotional just listening. Yeah, to it's that. very oh, very gosh, emotional. Yeah. And then fast forward, I don't know how many le- years later, and there Denny Hamlin's being escorted out of there with security. Yeah, um, not not, <laughs> not
1: not the biggest fan favorite. But, and Jeff
0: Gordon, if you're listening, uh, Connor would like an autograph from you. So uh, send us an email at <laughs> falaleed at gmail Still waiting <laughs> we'll- on my autograph. <laughs> Uh, and what I just want to mention, you know, we, we both uh, have favorite drivers. I was an Ernie Urban fan, Dale Jarrett fan. Jarrett retired, I became a Jeff Gordon fan. Now I am a Chase Elliott fan. Second favorite is Ryan Blaney. And Connor, tell everybody who you're a fan of.
1: Well, like I mentioned, I, start out, I started out as a Jeff Gordon fan. I uh, was a huge Jeff Gordon fan early on for about the first year. And then and <laughs> <in>, one year. <laughs> one year I was I was all about Jeff Gordon. Jeff's really gonna want to send you and, something now. Uh, but then in a very smart move by a NASCAR fan, I thought, hmm, you know, well Jeff Gordon's not gonna be around, you know, that too much longer. So I should probably pick a new driver. And in oh eight started off the season and my driver was Kyle Bush. <laughs> and he's been my driver ever since. So wow. Any, any hate with, uh, you know, the Kyle Busch bandwagon and, and stuff, I brush that aside because I am the Kyle Busch bandwagon, and I have been there since, well, pretty much the beginning ever since he started winning uh, at Gibbs, so I am a very big Kyle Busch fan. Yeah, I don't I, I wish I could say I like Davey Allison and Earnhardt and was... Uh, yeah, you didn't
0: even know. I mean, you weren't even around.
1: No, I wasn't even around, which is a shame because I feel like I've missed the glory days of the sport, even though I... I think sports well now, but
0: you know, I was thinking uh, this morning. Um, uh, actually, I saw a tweet from somebody uh, on, and I was I, I had tweeted them back. They were they was they were talk. I think they were talking about Davey Allison. Um, they showed his interview from 1992 when he lost um, uh, when he lost the championship, and he was so gracious in his interview. And, you know, I was just, I had responded back to somebody's tweet saying, you know, what, what would be different today had he not have died? Would Dale Earnhardt have seven championships? Would Jeff Gordon have four championships? Because there was no doubt Davey Allison was going to be a champion. I mean, he was just coming into his prime, and um, it probably would have changed a lot of things for sure.
1: Yeah, we, I mean, we've talked before in the 90s, those were some of the best years in the sport and also some of the worst years in the sport. And a lot of things happened a lot of deaths and you know you never really know how that would have shaken out today um, I mean Davey Allison he could have been a, a car owner or still prominent in the sport today if he was still around
0: I mean you look at I mean you you, you know seriously you look at the drivers that we lost Dale Earnhardt what would he have done uh, would he have won that eighth championship he had just come off of uh, finishing second in the points in 2000 to Bobby Labani. Would
1: junior have ever
0: left DEI right, to go to exactly, exactly, and I mean so many questions uh that you know we'll we'll never know the answer to that really changed the course of, of history in NASCAR. And oh, I do want to give a shout out while we're on here to Kenny Wallace. I'm, you know, I mentioned I'm a NASCAR fan. Stop laughing. I mentioned I'm a NASCAR <laughs> fan. Back when I was in, in high school in Franklin County, I had my own television show. It was like Chan- Bumkin. Yeah, you know, it was Channel Forty. The Franklin County Learning Channel, and it was a show called Keep Talking. Um, two years in a row, we went down to the Martinsville Speedway and set up interviews with Kenny Wallace, like in his hauler, and his motorhome. I like setting his motorhome in 2000 for like two hours chatting with Kenny Wallace, uh, but I did also interview a number of other drivers, and you've, saw, you've seen the video of that. Including so, Joe Gibbs. Including Joe Gibbs, so I'm kind of, I am in a level above you. Uh, so. A tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> Back in
1: the day, you, or I guess Back for your era, you were a level above Above me but I think uh I think I've won up to you in some areas. I'm not
0: quite sure you have. Such um, as uh
1: what? such as getting the Ryan oh, Blaney to okay. tweet me back <laughs> and uh your now current favorite driver, the Chase Elliott has uh, also tweeted me oh back. Oh
0: my gosh. And, and 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 oh I'm i'm Go ahead, say it. Jeff Gordon, didn't he favor one Je- of your tweets or Jeff something? Jeff Gordon
1: favored one of my tweets. Mark Martin, Martin has favored one of my tweets. Oh, so I guess you could no. say I'm pretty right, well, well known. Let me tell you what happened to me. In the uh, garage what, area. What, th-
0: two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Matt Crafton liked my tweet. Yeah, okay, Matt. first driver ever to like my tweet. Thank you very much. Moving Mike drop. Mike, Mike drop. Mike drop on that.
1: <laughs> Speaking of being a fan of Kyle Busch, mm. I'll tell you, oh eight, oh nine, two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. 2010, 2011, those were not easy years for being a Kyle Busch fan. Uh, I remember going to those, going to races during that time period. I vividly remember Daytona, July 2010, Coke 400, or was it still Pepsi 400?
0: Uh, I believe been, it was uh, Coke. Uh, uh, I think it would have been Pepsi 400.
1: Oh, okay, well, 22. whatever it was, get your facts straight. Uh, sorry, we're doing a show here. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was, I remember going to that race and them introducing Kyle and driver intros. And then in my typical little young <laughs> fashion, I get up there and I I do a bow. As he's being uh, introduced to the fans. And, I mean, I've had grown men look me in the eyes and boo me and tell me my driver is horrible and call him every name in the book to my face. And how old were you? 2010. So you were man. 12. I was, Yeah, I was probably around 12. Man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you've been Richmond. I've walked around the tailgates and wearing a Kyle Bush hat, and people have booed me and said every – not called me every name in the book, but they have – some pretty choice words for Kyle. But that w- that's what made me like him even more. Around that time period, I guess, 2010, that's when Jimmy Johnson was still Jimmy Johnson. Uh, everybody still liked Jeff Gordon, and obviously Junior had the biggest fan base of anybody in the sport. So being a Kyle Busch fan was, it was like being an outlier, but it wasn't like I was rooting for someone who was an underdog because Kyle Busch was coming up in the sport then and winning a lot of races. So for me, it was cool to be a fan of him because I knew not many people liked him. And I knew if he wins, I wouldn't have to worry about everybody calling me a bandwagon because nobody wanted to be a Kyle Busch fan then.
0: Well, congratulations to you. Well, we're going to move on from the Kyle Busch topic. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, Chase Elliott, um, you know, NASCAR's undoubtedly most popular driver. Good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> Loves to get those digs in there. Chase, we'd love to have you on the show. Um but no doubt, you know, probably gonna be uh what ninety-nine point nine percent chance he gets uh NASCAR's most popular driver at the awards banquet. Um, I, I
1: don't know about that. What? Kyle Weatherman is pulling. Oh yeah, right. right
0: <laughs> different Kyle. Not Kyle <laughs> Bush, a different Kyle. But it is amazing when you talk about the fan base and stuff and everybody, you know, boos Kyle Bush. I remember being at, at Martinsville or Charlotte back in the 90s when they would call Jeff Gordon's name. Same boo. And everybody, it would just be, I mean, I wasn't a Gordon fan back then, but everybody would boo. And then you look at Martinsville in 20, what, 16? Um, is that, that was his last you race? 15. 20, 2015. Or he uh, raced there in 16, you right. but he yeah, yeah, won right. in that 15. Yeah. And and that moment, I remember sitting there. We were both at that race. We were both we? at I, that I mean, race. We didn't even know we each other. We didn't know each other. Ironic. Um, we were both at the race that, that he was. Oh, seven. Uh, you know, when um, Jimmy Johnson and Gordon were side by side. But I just remember that. And to be a NASCAR fan. And I don't care if you were for Gordon or against Gordon. I think everybody in the sport at that race was so happy to see Jeff Gordon get the victory. Oh, gosh. Knowing he was going to go into the final four. I mean, seeing him celebrate. I mean, I'm just getting cold chills right now thinking about sitting there. Uh you know, that was that was quite a moment. And uh, but I think, you know, I'm I'm willing to bet when Kyle Bush hangs his hat up, however many years from now, um there's probably going to be a lot less booze than 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 normally there are. I yeah. think I think it the fans I think one thing that happened to me because I was never a huge Dale Earnhardt fan. I'll I'll be honest with you. I hated Dale Earnhardt. Um you know, as a you know as a driver i just did not like him uh, i had my picture taken with him twice uh, in, in the pits yeah, and, and like that of, and but, I mean, signed it, but yeah um, but um you know when he died in 2001 it made me realize what he meant to racing and what he meant to the sport and not to have him there and the void that that left really opened my eyes and you know ultimately sadly made me become a Dale Earnhardt fan after after he had died and, you know, I think we see that now when drivers walk away from the sport because so many drivers have left the sport over the last few oh years. My goodness. I mean, Tony Stewart. Carl Edwards. Um, Carl Edwards. Jeff Gordon. Uh, you know, the big name, um, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, the, you know, and, and this year, Jamie McMurray. McMurray, um, um uh, Patrick. Right. Not, you know, you know. I think we had that the big the big stars left in the big last two left. years. This year, some of the you know some of the second tier stars are leaving. Yeah. And hey,
1: but we can always count on Morgan Shepard. <laughs> right. Right. Put on the, the field rollerblades,
0: field. Morgan. <laughs> I want to see Morgan rollerblade 500 laps at Martinsville. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to issue that challenge right now to Morgan Shepard. All right. Well, coming up on the podcast, we are going to dive into the end of the season. What we thought of that final race, final championship run. Uh, Connor's got a conspiracy he's going to talk about. And then we're going to give our way to too early 2019 predictions, looking at some of these drivers and uh, see what they can do. Now, something you're going to hear throughout this podcast series, and it really doesn't mean anything, but I'm going to do it. Connor is going to do it, and we're just going to kind of move on like nothing happened. So I'm going to do that to end the break. And it starts with this crash. Trouble. You're listening to Funa Lead Podcast, brought to you by, well, we don't have any sponsors yet. All right, and we are back to the Funa Lead Podcast. Connor Bunn, I'm Timothy Martin, and... um We're going to dive into, in a little bit, uh, the 2018 season and kind of how all that unfolded, our thoughts on that. You know, NASCAR's changed so much through the years, and and it's good. You know, I have some perspective. Connor's, uh, you know, a little bit younger than me, so he's got a, a newer perspective. A lot of people out there have a much older perspective. Back when Petty was winning races, I'm not quite um, at that level. But you know, one of the things that that I, that I've seen through the years is is you know not only has the sport changed with rules and packages and all that stuff, fan base has obviously changed. So different today, I think, and so many at so many different tracks. I mean, I remember when I was going to races. I mean, you, you had you had you had some carrying on going on. Yeah, and I know that still happens in Talladega in the uh, in the camper area, um, but you had a lot more. I mean, it was a lot more wild and crazy. I would say it was a lot more less kid friendly back, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's good as you see your families, you see all that, you know, one of the th- and and. Obviously, you see less of that because attendance has dropped in the sport. Yeah, um, unfortunately, you know, you know what? What do you do about that? What's the answer to that? Um, I remember, you know, Martinsville years ago. Um, I mean, you know, you never saw an empty seat. Bristol waiting list to get in the track, um, and, and and you see this now at tracks across the country. And is it because drivers have left? Is it because the competition is not as good as people thought it was back then? Is it because of uh, the cost of going to races and that type of thing. I, I don't know the answer to that. Well, I I think it's a mix of everything.
1: You talk about names, Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Carl Edwards, all leaving the sport within a year or two of each other. That's big because that, would you say that's 75, 80% of NASCAR's fan base right there?
0: And I would say, yeah, at the, at the time. I think yeah. uh, a lot of that now has moved to Chase Elliott. But, yeah. um, you know, I think something else that impacted it was was junior after after his dad died, had some great seasons. Yeah, two thousand four um, was a really lot good season of races, of. and I think if you look, uh, if you look at the ratings, and and I, I don't want don't quote me on this as, as exact, but after two thousand four, that's when the ratings really started to go down. To so down. you know, I'm not uh, certainly not blaming Dale Earnhardt Jr. for for this. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, yeah, I mean, jeez. <laughs> um, but i you know i think i think you know a driver struggle and and that type of thing and made the move and the whole dei thing that that happened um certainly may have may have had a may have played a role in that um drivers leaving um the competition changing there's still a lot of fans out there that that are not happy about the playoffs and no. and and what and and it being a just a solid point season yeah um you know when matt Kenseth won the championship uh, what was it 2013 um, is that the year he won the cha- when did he win the champion? Matt Kenseth? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. 2003. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about ten years <laughs> off. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I've got Connor here to correct me. <laughs> so thank you. Um, so 2003. I guess that's man. So that means it's been over ten years. Over since ten years. It, wow. See that. Look how time. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Um. You know they went to they went to the whole change and then a couple years ago made the made the really big change. But you know, yeah. I mean it's. I, I think. A lot of things that I'm seeing and hearing from people today, and I know Dale Jr. said this on broadcasts and uh, he, sees, he he sees things going back up. He sees an upswing. Yeah. Um, I mean, this was a great NASCAR season yeah um in terms of was. competition on the racetrack and some of the finishes that we had oh my gosh Martinsville Martinsville we were there we were there the Roval we were there Roval,
1: we were there uh, arguably the two best races in the
0: season right. we were there um and you know not even realizing Ryan Blaney was in third and, and seeing Jimmy spin and thinking well there Martin's gonna win Blaney. it and then seeing Martin wins and it's Blaney Blady finally the the and then Kyle Bush Kyle Larson Kyle
1: Bush Kyle Larson Chicago win. like I okay so I think the racing has gotten better. That's the one thing about the fan base overall that I don't understand is why they think the racing has gotten bad. Sure, there will be times where a driver grabs a four-second lead, but you think back in the day, drivers were winning by two laps.
0: Right, and and you know we watch a lot of old races on YouTube, and when we say when I say old, I mean. I kind of like to go back into the 90s and watch those type, early 90s. Yeah. And, there, I mean, there was a big spread out between all the cars a lot of yeah. times. I mean, especially in the restrictor plate races. I mean, mm-hmm. they were all spread out. You didn't have,
1: you they know, weren't pack racing. racing, back racing. Then, no, like it was
0: not, none of that really. And I think there are some areas to work on, and I think the NASCAR president hit on it in his press conference uh, or, that he did um, yeah, in Homestead. I mean, there, it looks like the track's... And that schedule is going to be shaken up. I think that is one of the issues. And I'm very interested to see. I don't want to I don't want to dive too much into 2019 yet because right. we're going to do that toward the end of the show. But this new package and all that, I think next year with the new package and then in 2020 with the potential new tracks that come in or, or, or change up of the schedule, I mean, it, it's, it could look a whole lot different for the sport.
1: Right. And I think that's going to help a lot too. It should be interesting to see. I think Steve Phelps is doing a great job as president so far. I'm interested, interested to see what what more changes he's going to bring. But maybe an unpopular opinion of mine is even though the fan base of NASCAR is so split, it seems like the fan base in our sport is so split whether they either really like it or really hate it. I think NASCAR fans continue to be the smartest fans in all of sports. Okay, so picture this. <laughs> you walk by the TV and you see someone hit a home run. You see someone throw a touchdown pass. Right. Without even being a fan of the sport, without watching the game, but you just see that you think they're they're pretty good at what they do. They're a good player. NASCAR, you can't walk by the TV and see just see someone running around the track without knowing what skill it takes to make passes, to manage your tires, uh, to think of strategies, to run different lines, to be faster. I mean, our fan base is arguably, in my opinion, the smartest fan base in all of sports because you really have to know the sport to understand it. And when you really know the sport, I think that's what makes fans like it more is because they really can dive into it and they can relate to a lot of the drivers. And, uh, you know, I mean, not everybody can go out there and beef up and throw a touchdown pass and, and stuff, but everybody can relate to drivers and, you know, strategize in their own head, like, Oh, if he ran this line or oh, if they did this under this stop, they could be faster or, uh, gain position. So I think, I think our fan base continues to be the smartest fan base in all the sports. I just think that NASCAR fans are so divided and maybe it's, the older fans versus the younger fans, or maybe it's just the, oh, I like the old package where you could win run race and acquire all the points and win the championships, or no, winning is everything. So they continue to be divided and and stuff, but I, I, I do think our fan base is smartest out of, I mean, all the sports that I watch, well, yeah, basketball, and, and, baseball.
0: And, and <clears throat> you know, kudos to the drivers and to NASCAR for making this such a fan-friendly sport. Yes. I mean, we were we were, I mean, the drivers you know, walking out to helicopters, like you talked about Denny Hamlin, um, uh, you know, we were at Martinsville down in the pits and, um, I mean, we met every driver, got high fives from every driver. You know, <coughs> William talking, Byron. Yeah. William Byron, um, <clears throat> kind of the elephant in the room. I didn't know if we were going to bring that up, but, um, it's, he, it's, he always it's a, it's a likes, he object. continues to bring it up. I don't know. It's such a sore subject, <laughs> but every time we talk about it, he's the one that brings up William Byron twice. Now, uh, Connor has been dissed by William Byron. It happened at Charlotte, happened at Martinsville, <laughs> He just doesn't. He doesn't like you. Just, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. I don't understand
1: it. A seven-time champion can acknowledge us, give us a thumbs up when we call his name. But I'm sitting there at the Roval, at the damn Chevy stage in front of William, and I stick my hand out because I don't have anything to, for him to sign. So I stick my hand out. Give me a dap or sign my hand. Just looks at me. Continues on with his day. All right, <laughs> all right, William. Cool. Martinsville. Walking down pit road. I'm literally 30 uh... feet away from him. William keeps walking. I mean, it's. I don't know if it's something towards me, William. We're both twenty years old, man. We're both college students. We can relate. We could be friends. I've tried. Oh my gosh. Um.
0: Yeah. Please, you know, William, do something. I've been listening. Please. I've been hearing about this for two months now. Ridiculous. Kind of. I'm kind of ready for this. This to this go this uh, this feud that William knows nothing about <laughs> to go away. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, speaking of going away, the NASCAR 2018 season. Is going away. It is gone. Sadly. And we were both watching Homestead together. There were some magical moments, like when that caution came out. I, I mean, I was pulling for Kyle Bush, Chase was out of it. Um, so I was pulling for Kyle Bush to win. I was sweating bullets. Um, and you know, then that caution came out as Kyle Bush was staying out. Yeah, and that was kind of a such a magical moment, like, oh, you know, you're you're jumping up and down. I mean, you started doing like pull-ups off the ceiling. Yeah
1: <laughs> And then it reality hit me that we were like one of the slowest cars all day and couldn't pass. and uh, Kyle was tight yeah. and loose off and came
0: out of the pits first for once. and um on would, Sunday at least. What did you think of that final race?
1: Well, I think the final race, it was a good race. And by good race, I mean, you look at the top four drivers. Harvick had the early car. So everybody was like, Harvick! But what I told you throughout the race, it would be interesting to see who's good at night. And I honestly think Truex had the car to do it. I I thought Truex was going to win the championship. Probably after, or midway through stage two, I kind of lost a little bit of hope for Kyle. But overall, I think it was a good race. It could have been better. I mean, obviously, without being biased uh it could have been better but i think it was a good race i think nascar did a really good job this weekend a lot of clean racing this weekend overall but yeah i I I do think it was a it was a clean race in the end and i mean look at it in the end caution came out 17 15 17 to go top four drivers right there one two three four on the restart i mean i mean as a fan and the sport in general what more could you ask for on the final restart than having all four championship drivers line up one two three four
0: yeah, I mean, and I don't know that anybody saw that coming. I mean, we knew the championship four were going to be a factor. I mean, you're likely going to have to win the race. But, I mean, to have 17, 15 to go, one, two, three, four. I'm not sure that's happened in this in this playoff with that few a laps to go. I don't know. Um, with them all four right there, certainly two of them. But to have all four of them there, I mean, it's just, you know, they, they brought their best stuff. Yeah. Unless you're Kyle Bush, which he – clearly didn't bring his best stuff it doesn't seem like it was
1: so disappointing to see too because the two best cars on the mile and a half this year were Kyle Busch Kevin Harvick undoubtedly and shortly behind that was Martin Truex Jr. but right. if you're not Kyle Bush or Kevin Harvick no one touched you this year on the mile and a half and granted Homestead is a little bit different than any other mile and a half it's it's not like any anyone they go to during the season but it was very it was really disappointing to see Kyle just not, I mean, he ran fourth, fifth all day, but it just, at home said it's not good enough. And for that team to really not be able to make any adjustments, and like Kyle said, and uh, his uh, his press conference after the race, I mean, they were horrible on the track and horrible on pit road, and that was frustrating to see, because as a fan watching, I was like, okay, well, you know, first couple pit stops, we can come down adjust, Stevens will put yeah. us in good position, and then the pit crew lays a dud i mean it just sets us behind the eight ball and stuff like that you can't have you can't make the same mistake twice especially in a championship race and you know races like that you're not going to beat logano and truex and harvick so i mean i mean we were just awful on sunday but I, i don't think that takes away from the season that he had i mean eight wins I mean, I couldn't ask for much more as a Kyle Busch fan this year. I mean, eight wins, a uh, regular season championship. It was a very successful season. Disappointed ending, but...
0: What do you think about Denny Hamlin giving Kyle Busch that first pit stall? I mean, I know it didn't matter in the end. Yeah, it didn't matter. But what end. did you think about that move?
1: A uh, good team move.
0: So that was a good team move. Good team move, yeah. It was a good
1: team move. I think any other team in the sport would have done it.
0: right. But is that not the same thing? Because we've talked about this, you know, and you've gotten mad about this, about all-star pit crews yeah. and that type of thing where yeah. they're bringing over other pit crews. Yeah. You know, is is that not the same thing?
1: No, I don't think so. Because a box really does... Okay, so people <laughs> people make it seem like a box really is the be-all, end-all, which it could be, but most of the time it's not. If you take... If you pick and choose, all right, I want this guy on my crew, I'm going to pick this guy from, this, from my teammate's crew... And just stack a pit crew. I think you should ride or die with the guys you have, regardless. And I mean, I give kudos to Kyle because he died with the guys he had. I mean,
0: it, yeah. I mean, I guess they could have very easily, and I think this, you know, this has happened in mid race. They could have easily just taken that uh, front tire changer and replaced him with somebody mid race through after those problems that he had. Texas, 2010,
1: Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon swapped right. pit crews during yeah, the race. So
0: you know that that could have happened. Yeah. So I, I
1: respect it for that, because Kyle Kyle could have sat down with Joe and Adam going into Homestead and say, "All right, I want Eric Jones, Jack Man, I right. want Denny Hamlin's left rear tire changer, I want and Suarez's gas man." I mean, they they could have easily done that, but I mean, I, I commend them for riding with the pit crew they had. I don't I don't think they should be able to stack crews. I don't, I don't I don't think you should be able
0: to do that. I agree with you. I would, if I were Joe Gibbs, I would have done the same thing that he did with Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. There's nothing against doing that. I mean, so, you know, unless there's rules put in place, if you can do it, you know, you're going to get every advantage that you can. And there's nothing wrong with that, because we know that every team out there is going to the extreme to get advantages. (laughs) All Um, (laughs) Two encumbered wins. Boom. 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 Crash. Travel. Mm. Um, So Joey Logano, the champion. Uh, Now, you told me watching the race, if Joey Logano wins, I'm going to. I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to, what did you say? I'm going to respect him. Isn't that what you said? I did, until they pulled this
1: conspiracy bullshit.
0: Okay, wait a minute. Connor's
1: talking about a conspiracy. Connor's conspiracy. Let's get it. All right, so if you're an avid NASCAR fan listening, you know that Roger Penske and that whole organization, minus Ryan Blaney, pulls some sleight of the hand under the table BS. And I'm talking about... You know, Keselowski and...
0: Making and, wild accusations here, not based on fact, I do want to mention before the podcast gets canceled. All right. Well, from
1: my observations, Keselowski and Logano, they like they like to wreck people, and they like to block for each other, and they like to do all that mess. Well, if you were listening to DW's... No, not DW's. Excuse me. Larry McReynolds talked to Joey Logano earlier on Sunday he asked about Joey's car, and Joey said, well, for 20 laps, we have him. Joey Logano had a short-run car in that race, and we all know it, because if there were 15, 20 more laps, Truex would have blown by him. Truex had the long-run car at night. Kyle and Kevin really weren't a factor. But you look down, that race is winding down. Who was in position to win? Truex. Truex, yeah. I mean, Truex. Truex, after the green flag stops, Truex was in position to mm-hmm. win. Logano wasn't going to have it. Well, it's like, hmm, what, 19, 18 to go, maybe 20 to go, something like that? The two magically sails it in there four wide with two lap, three lap cars and wrecks Daniel Suarez. So, the two magically turns Daniel Suarez and everybody was like, oh, this benefits Kyle. No, it really doesn't benefit Kyle because who had the best short run car? Logano, And we saw that because after the pit stops, he just drove it in there and passed Truex. So, that's my conspiracy. Kyle Busch, the real champion. Joey Logano, the paper champion. Enjoy it, Legano. You won't have it next year.
0: I mean, you really believe that Kozlowski did that on purpose. Uh, maybe it wasn't like. like Given the... all the risk and everything that's at stake, and knowing what happened to Clint Boyer and that whole situation during the scandal with Michael Waltrip Racing when he brought out the caution, and Napa goes away, Martin Truex has to find a new job, the whole team ends up shutting down a couple of years yeah. later because of that one race. Yeah. You think that well, I don't, would I don't it would all think. be put on the line uh, for, you know, and having Roger Penske's name. Drug through the mud.
1: Well, I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't think Joey Meyer was like, "Hey, man, you need, need you to turn 19 here." But I, I, I think some. Team... Your arm
0: starting to hurt. Itch arm, it. Arm itching, itch man. It, itch itch it. it.
1: I, I do think, I do think some scenario me- team meetings went down this weekend. <laughs> uh,
0: Again, not based on any any facts that not we have. On at the any moment. facts?
1: Just my own mental insider. <laughs> um, I think. So you're telling me there's a chance. You're, I am telling you, there is one hundred percent a chance that Roger Penske, one hundred percent chance, Roger Penske, oh Brad gosh. Keselowski, Joey Logano, you're run a dirty organization. Oh, oh and whoa. I hey, and I, I calm down. And I want to throw out calm there, calm down. Little disclaimer: When Logano won Martinsville, and Truex made the comments that he made after the race, whatever he said, I, I don't know word for word. Well, he what won he the said.
0: battle, but but he ain't won the war.
1: Yeah, and he commented on Joey's drive and how he got by him clean, and then Joey picked up his we back need, tires we need, to, we
0: need to discuss that
1: yeah well that happened and then in the media center penske roger penske went on to say well martin knows better than that he's a racer that's racing but what they don't remember is in credit to Jail jr's podcast i was listening to that what was it road america 2016 regan smith driving for junior motorsports moves the 22 car to win the race at road america Roger Pensky says after the race, I will never hire a driver who who wins races like that. Roger, how Joey win the race
0: at Martinsville? See, we just—I mean, I think any driver in Joey Logano's situation is going to do the exact same thing that Joey Logano did. I don't think there's anything wrong with what he did at Martinsville. He did—he did not wreck him like Denny wrecked Chase, yeah. Um, the year before, I mean, if I've got—if I've got the championship on the line and you know, I'm going to go down there and I'm going to use my bumper and move the guy. I mean, that's what Dale Earnhardt did. That's what that's what he made a killing. All doing. these drivers did. That's what made this sport. Uh, Joey has said it. Okay, uh, you know, that's what made the sport great. Those bumping runs. Gosh, look at Bristol. Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labani You know, you look at those moments, and those are the moments in the sport that you look back on and you remember.
1: Yeah, I understand the move, but. In the history of Logano Kozlowski, they'll race people hard like that, and they'll win races like that. But when someone does it to them, they want to cry party. Fuck.
0: Right. But the fact of the matter is, had Logano not done that, he wouldn't have made it to Homestead. He would not be our champion right now. He would not
1: be our champion right now. Which I mean, some people might say Martinsville was the championship race.
0: I don't know. Well, there you go. We're we're done with the conspiracy. That segment's over. We're we're back to normal now. But but what a season uh, for for a number of drivers. I mean, we 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 touched on Joey Logano winning the championship. Uh, only three wins. Only five stage wins the whole year. I mean, is that, that's the world we live in now. Yeah. Is that's our champion. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Newman could have won the championship a few years ago and not won a single race, really. Right. Um. You know, Martin Truex, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Bush, the big three that we've heard all year long. Um God, and and, and, of and, it. They're, and they're up on stage after Homestead with dejected looks on their face yeah. uh, with, without a championship. What, I mean. You know, look at what they put together this year. Yeah. Uh, well, it just goes to show that it's not over till it's over. 16 wins yeah. for Harvick and Bush. Yeah, that's nuts. Harvick had 19 stage wins. He really <laughs> learned off of what Truex did last year. Truex yeah. was the stage dominator last year, oh, and, God, and, yeah. and it was Harvick this year. Right. But, I mean, they, you know, I think Kyle Bush arguably had one of his greatest seasons in NASCAR.
1: It would, yeah, I would say his greatest season. Ran uh, the best all year consistently, yeah. Right. Remember, 08, he had about eight wins. Carl Edwards had nine. None of them won the championship. Uh, but that was before this system was even created. But yeah, I would say Kyle definitely had the best year of his career. I mean, led a ton of laps. Was arguably a threat every week. And him and Harvick were the class of the field, maybe up until the last ten races of the. Of the yeah, I mean, season. I think
0: I think the, I think the the, the game kind of changed a little bit mm-hmm. when the playoffs started. You didn't see the big three as dominant. No. Chase Elliott won. He tied for the most races. Two races, races. Won yeah. yeah. I in the mean, last ten races. What a great season for Chase, though. Yeah, um, rebounded man. well. Oh my gosh! Finally, <laughs> finally, finally gets the win, buddy. Um, <laughs> and 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 you you know I often will will go around and 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 to my you know say to myself you know because I watch all these races, uh, and I've got the the memories of the calls you know and he goes wide true you know the the, the he goes wide at Watkins Glen uh, you know I'll be running that through my head oh my gosh yeah. i mean but i mean what a great season for him talk about flagship for chevy and hendrick motorsports this
1: year uh right. both and
0: last year too i mean really
1: yeah last year too yeah well i don't know jimmy jimmy had a decent year last year
0: didn't he have like three wins yeah but chase finished um well, higher than him in like the, top 5 in the points last yeah, year yeah. too well, yeah well um I mean, Jimmy had some wins last year, but they did not. I mean, that was the more at the, toward the beginning of the year, right? I mean, and that's when the fall off really started. Yeah. Um. But you know, and and the question is, had Joey Logano not have won Martinsville, who would have been that fourth driver? I mean, uh, Would it have been Chase Elliott? <laughs> uh, and and then there's Eric Amarola. Yeah, and then there's um, Cinderella. You know, he is. You know, we've we've seen him and heard about him all year long.
1: Finished twenty fifth. 15 minute interview after the race
0: right and i don't understand this they give eric amarola longer interviews than they give the race winner i just Just, someone help me please understand this i guess
1: all those years racing for petty and not having many interviews he had a lot to say man i guess he did had a lot they wanted to get out of eric amarola
0: so Eric Amarola was fifth in the points, had one win, that restrictor plate race. Only one stage win the entire one year. Save. Was that at Talladega? I believe that was at Talladega. But, I mean, he was consistent. I mean, he was consistently in yeah. the top ten.
1: Yeah, and they say no matter what consistency kills, and we saw that with Logano because it just goes to show, and I was telling you the other day, in a system that's designed where winning is everything, this year proved that winning wasn't everything. Right. Because yeah. Logano won Talladega May, won Martinsville and then he's, look at him, he's our champion. So it's all about when you get hot and uh, when you do it at the right time. So in a system that's designed where winning was everything and where winning is supposed to propel you to the championship, win, winning really wasn't everything this year. It was consistency.
0: Yeah, and it would be interesting to see if they make any changes this year going into 2019 or going into 2020. Get rid the, of the, the one
1: in, one win you in deal.
0: Yeah, that's something that we talked about, you know having having I mean you you may you came up with this I think and I'm sure other other people have mentioned this is not having the win in your' in until you get to the final 10 races yeah and then the top 16 in points yeah based off of points. Then, then if you play. win, you're into the final race. Right. So, you yeah. know, that's that's something that we had tossed around and, and kind of how that would work. Um,
1: and I've thought about that since 2015 with, you know, Chris Busher winning a range-shortened Pocono in the playoffs. I mean, it's like in 2014, A.J. Allmendinger winning Watkins Glen in the playoffs. And then they, I mean, that's oh, just...
0: Eric, Eric Amarola in the 43 car when he won the range-shortened Daytona race was in the playoffs.
1: Very true. I mean, it's um, just like, it's. I don't want to say it's a wasted spot in the playoffs, but it's like is that really good for the sport? Because it's not like... It's good for the underdog. It's good for the underdog. It's a good story. And, you know, I talked about Austin Dillon the other day, winning the 500, laying a dud all season. And not really a yeah. dud. I mean, there was a couple times he ran top five, but that's about close as close as he got to but the But again, lead.
0: you look at the Chevys across the board, other than Chase, horrible. This uh, Kyle Larson, some races, but Chevy had some issues this year. So yeah. um, And, you know, I think next year, they've got a year under their belts. That's- Kurt Busch. You know, here's kind of the next three: Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Larson. Kurt Busch, yeah. Um, Kurt Busch, yeah. Could have easily been in the final four.
1: Easily had a really good car at. I I can make an argument say he had a better car at Phoenix than well Harvick after stage one, but even Bush, I, I even Kyle, I think he had a little bit of a better car than Kyle, in unfortunate circumstances, unfortunately revolving around Denny Hamlin, took him out of contention. Um, but yeah, Kurt Busch, another good year, but only one win. That's the thing, only one win. It's not like he he was dominant, but that whole SHR organization was just consistent all year and that's why we saw all four of them make the round of 8 and have a chance at going to Homestead for the most part. But yeah, Kurt Busch another good season. It'd be interesting to see what he does. Right, in the I mean, off-season. we should I
0: mean, I imagine there's going to be an announcement pretty soon.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need oh, to. I mean, geez. we're we're approaching December. What are we here. waiting on here. Yeah, all right. I do believe Kurt Busch's best days are behind him though. Uh, I don't think Wherever he goes, you'd have to convince me heavy that it, what it looks like now the one car right that the one car yeah. will will be better than the than the forty one I think he was in really good position for like what the last four years in the forty one car four mm-hmm. or five years and mm-hmm. um so I don't know. Um maybe maybe he turns the one car and I don't see him I don't
0: see him running at the level he ran in the forty one car this year. No, definitely car. not. So I think I he
1: I think he had a peak season where he uh you know, yeah, I mean, you know, he had he had good years in 08 and stuff where he would win multiple races, but you know, that was kind of like when his downfall was coming aboard. Right. And uh but I think yeah, I definitely think he had a really good year, ran consistent. Ford's dominate this year, but I do think his best days are behind him. But it should be interesting. interesting to see what he does possibly in the one car. That's what it looks like now. Thanks to up. Lord knows where he'll end up, but it's looking like the one car. So I'm I'm really optimistic about his twenty nineteen to see uh see what he does.
0: Brad Kozlowski three wins. Three wins in a row this year. Dud. <laughs> Dud <laughs> Let's just Daddy go. one the Brickyard four hundred. or the Southern five hundred. Uh, all these duds, duds. Yeah. Duds. Well, Moving on. Well, let's just uh, let's just oh throw it gosh. out there
1: that uh, Connor Bunn is not the uh, biggest Brad Kozlowski fan or Joey Logano fan. I do like Blaney. Being Blaney, but we good have friends. to be.
0: You know, we have to be open in this podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll um, open
1: up a little bit, but uh, Kozlowski, dud.
0: Who would have thought coming into this year, Kyle Larson would not have a victory? Uh, After nobody. the twenty eighteen season,
1: nobody led a lot of laps, had a lot of yeah. wins was, stolen was gonna from win him. Was going to win the Roble. was going to win Darlington, mm-hmm. and just some un- unfortunate circumstance. But with that, with him leading all the laps, with him being in contention to win, I can think of Kansas, Darlington, Roval off my head. That's three ran pretty well at Homestead, but that's risky business the way he runs at Homestead. Right, and, and
0: you know, he got into the wall.
1: Would you give him? Would you give him an F on this season, or would you give him a D yeah. because he was in? He was in position. To win.
0: I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him a C. A C? Because I think he outperforms the equipment that he's in. And, I mean, you look at what Jamie McMurray did in that same equipment, and I think a lot of McMurray and Larson is driver. Yeah. And I think Kyle Busch does that a a lot. You know, he doesn't necessarily have the car, but he outperforms the equipment. And I think uh, Kyle Larson did that. I mean, I was fully expecting, uh, you you know, watching it on TV, the commentators, they were pushing Larson hard. Yeah. Everybody well, wants
1: Larson to do well,
0: but to, for him not to have a win. But I think that he's not in a Stewart Haas car. He's not in a Joe Gibbs car. Right, and I think um, that, that hurts
1: him. Yeah, I think Ganassi is just a tick behind those organizations. Um, and they even
0: lost to they lost mom, lost ground to Hendrick and and Chase Elliott too, yeah. because they were they were beating them early in the season, and they lost ground there as well. Yeah, it
1: it was really <laughs> it was funny because. I want to say not maybe not two forced through the season, but well, I mean we're getting in there in the summer months. Summer months, and Chevy only had like one win. I mean, they were debating who was carrying the flagship for right, Chevy with right. no wins other <laughs> right. than Austin Dillon. Well, we know it wasn't Austin Dillon, but uh, is Chase Elliott carrying the flag or is uh is Larson carrying the banner? And I think a lot of people thought Larson would carry that banner. Right. I think a lot of people thought Larson, Larson would end up walking away with a win, maybe two wins this year. So, yeah, it was an unfortunate season for him, but I do think he bounces back in 2019. I think uh, him potentially having Kurt Busch as a teammate, I think that'll help. I think they can build off each other. Uh, I think he has a – maybe not – a four-win, um, top four in points season. But I, I do think he bounces back, gets gets a couple wins in 2019. What do you think?
0: Well, I mean, you know, I, I think it would be hard to believe that he's going to go another season without a win. Yeah, I, I, I mean, couldn't. Otherwise, I mean, you're starting at that point to, you know, it's starting to think about, I, I need to make a move. Yeah, um, and, you've, and you've been avid for him moving to Stuart Oh Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know what the contracts are, but I don't know why they would not, and maybe they have, why they would not go after Kyle Larson for that 41 car. I mean, it, you know, everything that we see online and, and people talking is Daniel Suarez is going to be in the 41 car. Nothing's announced, but yeah, it's I a, mean,
1: it's a way to why
0: it. not go after somebody like a kyle larson i mean contracts are made i guess to be broken right <laughs> I mean, come on oh, um i mean I, I i see him i do not see him ending his career at chip ganassi racing i just don't see it
1: uh, it'll be interesting I, larson is up there him chase elliott ryan blaney though eric jones those are going to be the guys we talk about 10 years from now Maybe carrying our sport. So it should be interesting to see what Larson does in the next few years. I believe he's locked up under contract with Ganassi. Maybe for the next couple of years, I could be wrong, but I think he he might be locked up the next couple of years. But it would be interesting to see him in Stuart Haas equipment. Well, and he was I critical,
0: mean, he was critical of the team after Talladega, very critical of them not. And being, that's the first time I've really heard that out of him. Yeah, um, you know, um, you know, basically giving the team an order to you need to we need to work on this restrictor plate program more. I've not really heard that type yeah. of thing come out of Kyle. And Larson they do because
1: Larson's never been a threat on restrictor plate tracks they've always been his weak link I mean he's wrecked out at a lot of them and I think that frustration that along with not winning a race this year kind of came to a boiling point and he's right they do need to work on their restrictor plate stuff they need to spend more money in that area uh, maybe they need to spend more money overall to get better equipment
0: all right well What a season it was, and what a season I think 2019 is going to be. So, uh, time now for our way, way too early predictions for 2019. So many things to talk about. A new car coming in, and uh, you know we've only got like eight minutes to run through all this. You know, this was supposed to be the name of the podcast, and we're getting to this in the last eight minutes of the show. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they got a new car. You got a new package. package. Uh, I mean, what is is it going to be like pack racing at all these all these cookie cutter tracks? I mean, that's the question. Uh, What are your thoughts? on pack racing throughout the majority of the season
1: hope there's not pack i hope we don't see an all-star race at like every mile and a half i don't think it's gonna be like pack race. i think the biggest lead we're gonna see next year is Mm -hmm. maybe two two and a half three second lead
0: well the other thing that happens it always happens in this sport because everybody's so smart is they come out with a new package people figure out how to take advantage and 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 yeah you know really work it to their advantage and then all of a sudden some start to stretch it, you know, get get away. Now, I don't know if that can happen with this package and what they're doing with the motor, but you know, right. we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. You know, let's just uh, running through some of some of these drivers that we had talked about, in, uh, you know, before in their seasons. You mentioned Kurt Busch. You think he's going to do okay in the one car? You're interested to see how he does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, I think. I think we're you know Kurt Busch is probably in his final few years of NASCAR,
1: probably, um,
0: probably. And, and I don't know that he would disagree with that. Brad Keselowski, you know, his teammate just won the championship. What does he do next year? I mean, he had that championship year, but
1: yeah, I don't know. Well, with the with the new, and you know, I've been critical of the new Ford car. I don't think Ford because right. it took Ford five years to get it right and to be really in contention this year. So I don't know. I don't think they're going to bounce out of the gate and be dominant and really strong. I don't know if they'll have as bad as a season as Chevy overall did, but I don't think they're going to be as dominant as they were this year. I, I see Brad winning you know, two, two, maybe three races next year, but maybe. But Brad's always one of those guys where I'm like, oh, I could see him win two races, and then he wins or, three in a row. Wins three in a row, or uh, he comes out, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, gosh, this guy could be a championship contender. But. Because
0: uh, well, they were adding his name to, to the big three
1: At Rick Allen. Is this is the new big four as Kyle was passing him to win Richmond.
0: Uh, Austin Dillon, of course, won the Daytona 500 this year yeah. in the three car uh, did not have that great of a season. I mean, I guess arguably this is maybe his best season he's had in that three car winning the Daytona 500 and making uh, it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I think RCR, you know, they're bringing a new driver in. Yeah. In the 31 car, is that going to change things? I know Andy Petrie's over there. They had some flashes of good races this year.
1: Yeah, they had a couple Um, big top fives. You know,
0: I think everybody kind of wants to see that three car run Run yeah, well yeah. every week. Yeah. I don't think it's anything against Austin Dillon. I mean, no. he's a champion. He's a he's a Truck Series champion. Yeah, he's won at every level. He's a you know he's a, he's a nationwide so. or an Xfinity champion. Um, yeah. so it's nothing against him. It's just you know it's just getting all the parts and pieces to work together. I don't know that he's somebody that makes a top eight next year though. I, I, just um, don't, I No. Just
1: don't know. I mean, I can see, um, I can see Dillon having. Maybe not a win, maybe a win, but I could see him having a season like Bowman did this year. We're squeaking into the top. I think a win for that organization next year. last two years they've won one race and got booted out of the first round. I think a win for that organization next year with Childress as a whole and how bad they've been the last couple years. I think a win for them would be making the round of 12 next year. Maybe getting a win, but I think running consistently, making the the round of 12 um, will be big for them. And I think Hemrick's going to help uh, him out because Hemrick ran. Damn well at the rover when we were there. Right, I know. And uh, uh, I oh, just want to make a mention: Paul Swan, crew guy, <laughs> okay. for Austin Dillon does a podcast with Austin Dillon. Oh. We were at Martinsville. I was, I was pointed out to oh. Timothy. Hey, that's Paul Swan, and he didn't know who he was. I you knew Paul didn't Swan. Know I've Paul been a was. huge Paul Swan for years. years. Well, <laughs> Paul's a, Paul's a really funny guy. So uh, a few days after the Martinsville race, I think it was like on Halloween, he posted a funny video on. uh on Instagram with him, pitting the car in Halloween costume. So I, you know, shot him a DM. Hey man, saw you at Martinsville. Would have loved to uh, to meet up with you, get an autograph, picture, all that stuff. He actually DM'd me back and uh, was a really nice guy. Said appreciate it and uh, next race come find me. So yeah, and he
0: said the same thing to me because I DM'd him too, yeah, and well, you know he talked to me too, and I'm sure I, I DM'd him before you did. No, you did. Um, so you know, standard response. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Moving on man yeah we know um again i had a show with kenny wallace at martinsville speedway thank you very much who uh, <laughs> i'm just kidding i love you kenny <laughs> we'd love to have kenny on the show i think kenny would be great on the show even though he said he's done with he's
1: done i know with done kenny you gotta call in full-time um, dirt racer
0: <laughs> uh ryan newman in that six car um will his bumper be as wide as his neck in that six car yeah, like kevin harvick said. oh man i don't know <laughs> newman he's newman's Newman's working his
1: way out of the sport uh, slow and damn. steady. Uh, I know. Yeah, six-car Fenway organization. They got bigger problems than who's going to drive the six-car right now. I don't know. I think Newman will do okay. Matt has stepped in there, and, uh, and Matt has actually won a stage this year. So yeah. And, I mean, he
0: ran really good at Indy, but then finished sixth at Homestead. I mean, he did. So maybe his he final did. race of his career. Maybe. They made a point to say he started 17th and finished sixth. So how ironic. how ironic! How ironic is ironic.
1: that? Uh, I don't know. Ryan Newman no wins next year. I think he runs. I think he's. I think he's a next year if they improve that car. He's a fifteenth to twentieth place car next year.
0: Oh man! Wow, maybe. Uh, Connor's got that's some, a compliment. Connor's got some big hopes for you, Ryan. That's Newman. a compliment for how that car's been running. <laughs> uh, I think Chase Elliott wins at least three or five, three to five races next year. Yeah, I could see Chase. And I easily. think he is uh, not a lock, but I think he's he could. I, I think he's maybe going to win a round in the round of eight maybe. Get, yeah, I
1: mean, he's they've been right four. there, right uh, there. Every I, I year. think
0: you know. I think we're very close to seeing Chase in the final four in the next couple of years, and I think next year they're going to have. A whole year under their belt with those Chevys, and I think he's gonna. You know, he got he got that win. He got and that win. He broke through and got two more wins. Luck finally turned. The Doors open. Um, and and I think I think next year is going to be even a, a bigger year for Chase Elliott. Um, a big year this year for Eric Almirola. But what about next year? I'd say the glass slipper is a it little a so- bit too small. A, next year is it year? a Stuart Haas sophomore slump next year I for Eric Almirola? So
1: I think he runs consistent. I think he, maybe he makes the – well, I, I'll say he'll make the playoff just because he's did really get equipment. Win-wise, maybe a restrictor plate, but I really don't see him having a consistent year like he did this year. Mm-hmm. I think I think round of 16, round of 12, that's his peak next year, especially in new equipment. I'm just really interested to see what that Ford card is going to do. The Ford is really – how the Ford runs in the beginning of the season is really going to determine how what I think of every Ford in the field
0: next year. Yeah. Um, somebody we haven't mentioned yet on the podcast, Denny Hamlin. Well, yeah, of course we mentioned him and everything that he. Oh, good know, buddy of mine. that he did the chase at Martins though. <laughs> but Who would have thought he wouldn't have a win
1: this year? Yeah, that was crazy. And his last last season right. with Wheeler, I mean, that was a little emotional for him. I didn't. I thought he would, you know, typical Denny Hamlin. I thought he'd have a win or two. Mm. I think the direction that organization's going, the twenty car, Kyle said the twenty car, that whole team really hit on something. Um, in the last 10 races that kind of like shifted the way they set up their cars in the organization. And I think that's why we saw the 20 run better near the end of the season. I think they go towards that direction next year as a, as a whole. And I think, Denny get, I think Denny gets a win next year, a win or two next year. It'll be interesting to see who's his crew well, chief. Well, hey,
0: hey, you told me – you've been telling me all the last two weeks that you know Joe Gibbs is going to be unstoppable next year. You know, Name a
1: better driver gonna... lineup. Who has better equipment right now than Joe Gibbs? They didn't win the championship. They didn't win the championship. <laughs> but – how many How many championships in NASCAR does Penske have? Hey,
0: two, exactly. <clears throat> Ryan Blaney, uh, as we run through this list quickly, um, man, love love Blaney. Uh, got that Roval win that we were at, crazy. Um, and he had he had moments where he was he was fast in that twelve car. I think consistency next year is going to be going to be key for him. Yeah, right?
1: I think they bounce back in the. Uh... I think they run a little bit better next year in the twelve car. Maybe get another win. I'll maybe get, for him to get a couple wins. Yeah, may, I was about to say maybe maybe get yeah, two wins. But, uh
0: man, I mean, next two, year maybe more than that. I mean, it's time for the younger. Uh, I mean, it's time for yeah. it is time for Chase and Ryan's season. Hey, I um, mean, you know, it's time for them to have a Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch type season and <laughs> I sixteen don't know. wins. I don't know. You know how long that's taken for both of them to have that type of season together? I mean, well, it didn't take that long for Jeff Gordon to win what 13, thirteen races, races 97. in ninety
1: seven. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Blaney a couple few wins next year i could see it but i think consistency is going to be big for him he could easily be the best car of the penske organization next year i'm going out and saying it maybe i think next year depending on how the two runs could be the last with paul wolf
0: oh man <laughs> my goodness <laughs> bold
1: predictions but anyway
0: all righty um speaking of joe gibbs kyle bush martin truex junior truex going to that 19 car with cole pern i think that's going to be Dude. huge
1: Huge. They're gonna so turn big. that nineteen
0: car around, which is what that we I mean, he's gonna needs. do what Carl Edwards I mean, and probably yeah. more than what Carl Edwards did. It's Maybe. gonna be you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be great for them. Kyle Bush. Eight wins this year, next year. I mean, he's made the final.
1: Four every year since 2015. Right. Another, I see him have another solid season, maybe not eight wins. Um, I can see Kyle getting four wins next year. To end the regular season, I can see four wins. What he does in the playoffs, that's to be determined.
0: All right, let's just run through a few more before we're out of time here. William Byron, Byron. with Chad Canals on top of the pit box.
1: Byron, he runs better. I don't give him a win. I need to see more out of Byron. I need to see I more. I need to see a lot I can more. see
0: him making the round of 16. No well, wins, maybe.
1: consistency. That, that's a win for him next
0: season. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Joey Logano, our champ, what do you think? Uh, no, I don't think he's going to win. I mean, I think next year. I mean, Joey's – I don't think Joey's going to go out and win six, seven, eight races. No, um, he's not that type guy. I see him to win one or two races, but, you know – you know he's there. I think he's somebody that still Puts could in get in, could win a Martinsville if yeah. he's if he's around. Yeah. So, and and in this sport, you don't have to be top five every single race. You get a win early, you're in. You win Martinsville, you're in. Boom. Um, I can see him winning three, maybe four races, championship four appearance. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. I hope he wins next year. I really want him to win next year. I don't I really want do. this to be, you know. Going out on a bad lap. Yeah, I really want to see. I mean, I want him to have a, a career, an ending of his career like Jeff Gordon did. Yeah. Solid. But, Final four appearance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff had a couple years where he, now he hasn't. He didn't run as bad as Jimmy has run in some, but he had a couple years in the 24th toward the end of his career where he was not very good, and then they turned it around. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if this new crew chief can do that as Mindering. well. Mindering Kevin Mindering. Kevin Mindering, is, Mindering yeah. uh, should be very, very interesting. interesting. Um, interesting. we don't know where Daniel Suarez is going to go. They say the 41 Kyle Larson, of course, uh, we've talked about him. Bubba Bubba. Uh, I uh, just don't know. I don't know, man. You know, it's it's the car. He's got to yeah. get. I mean, better equipment. Good talent, and bad we equipment. just Don't know. Yeah, they've got
1: a satellite with someone. I know they're satelliting with Childress now, but they've got a. They've got maybe. They, maybe they need to do a
0: manifest Maybe they need to
1: switch to Toyota. They've
0: been. I mean, they've done that. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, they've mean, been maybe. switching. I don't know what what, what it is. But they've again, they were product. they're they're you know Chevy working a lot with Childress, so that yeah. could be uh, it. Could be a factor with that. Let me tell you a driver that I think is going to be the, the 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 biggest shock of well, the biggest underdog, who I think is going to do a lot next year. And when I say a lot, I don't mean win races. Really, you're going to talk about him more next year in terms of being a top 15 to 20 place car is Matt DiBenedetto. Yeah, um, but he's been satellite in that team of Gibbs I mean, yeah, I think you're going to see something It's going to be interesting to see what he does In that car, right, uh, so final four predictions Who do you think is the final four next
1: year? Next year, Kyle Busch, Joey Logano Oh, and Joe puts Joey in the final four I told you, Unbelievable. I said I said
0: Three or four wins in a final oh four
1: appearance Gosh. Kyle Busch, Joey Logano I See Martin and Martin Truex Jr. in there yeah. easily Could see Chase in there easily I think the next two spots Are to be determined, but I think It'd be hard for me to imagine Kyle not making it. I think he's really getting to a peaking, or not peaking in his career, but I think he's now is a part of his career where he's really getting like, like this is this is gonna be his prime. Joey is twenty eight. I mean, it's still he's still got years to go, but I think those two, I could really see those two in next two spots to to be determined. I think Truex and
0: uh, I think Jake it's Williams. Kyle Bush, I think it's Truex. I think it's Chase Elliott. I think it's Kyle Larson. That is the final four prediction, and that is a wrap on our very first ever for the lead podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, a little side note, um, we're going to update you through this podcast because C- Connor and I race NASCAR Heat. We do seasons. Yeah. I've been dominating. Oh, um, get out. And get out. Next year, we're starting a new thing. So uh, next season, which isn't really next year, it's going to be like next week. But because um, yeah. uh, we run seasons like in the span of two weeks, um, yeah. like at one o'clock in the morning. So we'll update you on that. Maybe we'll even do some videoing of, of a race because it gets kind of uh, heated um, in my basement. So yeah. but follow us for the lead on twitter email us for the lead at gmail.com thanks for watching and we will be back in another week with another podcast Fresh trouble